caray. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. The Eidsvold Cup field come down past the 600 and Pallet the leader by about a length. In second placing then is the Carpenter, one of the emergencies. They're followed by Bolt, another of the emergencies running a cheeky race. Vanasta coming about four and five wide to uh, try and round up these leaders and back behind those Spirits Charm and last year's winner My Certain has dropped back. Pallet in front on the turn from the Carpenter and Vanasta out three wide still continuing to uh, circle the pack. Around the corner they come, Vanasta down the outside and the Carpenter the Carpenter and Vanasta, the Carpenter the inside, Vanasta the outside, Vanasta going home the better, and Vanasta won the cup, beat uh, the Carpenter, third then was Pallet, fourth I'd say Spirit's Charm, in front of the Brumby. Vanasta taking out Saturday's Eidsvold Cup for Hannah Richardson and Corey and Kylie Guerin are now qualifying for the Country Cups Challenge at Durban in December. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country racing news, not only going to talk about the Eidsvold Cup this morning, but also catch up with one of the part owners, as we also report in on what happened at Tara on the weekend. Their cup on Saturday going to not liable for Soraya Champkin and Leonard Morn. It was Gordon Vale Cup Day. Fast Train adds another cup to the battle piece for Shane Pawsey and Janelle Ryan. It was also Junder Cup Day on Saturday and Burden successful for Emma Bell and Clinton Austin. We're also going to catch up with some news out of Richmond and a few other meetings down the track as we welcome Rob Luck to Bushbeat again this week to help us catch up with all of that news. And as always, Rob, good morning and our cups runneth over this time of year. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. It certainly does. And uh, if I sound a bit weary this morning, I've come back from the uh, 70th birthday party for my brother in Mackay, where, uh, Tony, I was able to, for once, fluke it that there was a good race day on in Mackay when I was visiting. And it was the North Queensland Classic race day. And they put on a good show with that Saturday race day. It's one of their Saturday meetings. And it was a great day out. I even got to go up with Russell Leonard. My son Mike and I went up when Russell looked after us in the box in races one and two. And uh, we cattle, carried the saddles back to help out in the stables, met up with uh, stewards who work out here. Oh, it was an afternoon of um, plenty of talking and uh, watching races. But uh, there were some good results, Tony, out of that meeting too because Ryan Wiggins walked away with a treble. Firstly, the um, cutest money with Kerrod Smythe on Money Muncher. As Russell Leonard aptly named him, he's a money maker nowadays. Uh, doing very well, that horse. Sharindi, also for Adrian Coombe. And, of course, the classic, taken out by Trichology, New Zealand bred for Jaron Wheelow, uh, the first of Jared's double when he got Sabor in the following race. But... Uh, Trichology, a four-year-old by Bellardo, uh, moved from Peter Moody to Kelly Schweder, now to Jared Wheelow, having his first run for the stable, and was too strong for Street Glory and Bayer Reach in that feature on the day. But it was a wonderful day there, and they really do a good job. They had the band, the music, they had uh, different groups and functions going on. Uh, a really nice day out the races in Mackay, Tony. Some of the other highlights out of the uh, tab meetings that were conducted through the week, uh, you mentioned there Mackay on Saturday, uh, also on Saturday at the uh, Toowoomba program. Cody Collis and Mark Curry had a treble. Uh, Townsville on Friday, a double two, Wanderson and Devilla. And I want to pay, make special mention of, uh, after our show last Tuesday, uh, they raced at Yeburn, uh, Rockhampton Jockey Club meeting at Keppel Park, Yeburn. Malaya Castle rode the last three winners, but uh, more importantly, uh, ahead of that, Brad Pengelly rode his last win on 
Oslin for Glenda Bell before then announcing his retirement. A good interview that uh, Steve had, a, a really good chat there with Brad last week talking about his long career. He's off to work in the mines and we wish him all the best with that. Uh, uh, yeah, one of those things, Rob, but uh, touched with a tinge of sadness, but at the same time, happy to see Brad go out as a winner. Top jockey and a top bloke um, he is, and uh, we wish him well in the future, and uh, we'll be missed around the riding circles, Tony. We heard the Eidsvold Cup at uh, the start of the show this morning, and I mentioned Hannah Richardson successful there on Vanasta. What a day out for Hannah. Four rides for four wins. Crystal Johnson with a double at the program as well, and Paul Dolan joins us on Bushbeat to have a chat about that. Morning, Paul. Good day, Tony. Morning, Rob. Morning, all. Yeah, good morning to you, Paul. An interesting couple of features coming out of that Eidsvold meeting, I thought. I know you'll cover uh, the couple of combination, team combinations, like Craig Lee for Crystal Johnson getting a double, but she's teaming up so well with Hannah Richardson, uh, that double part of her treble. And with KO Racing, uh, Kobe O'Brien Racing getting a double with Gary Gearan Racing. And, of course, one of those was the feature, Vanasta, which we heard uh, your call of, which uh, Hannah booted home the feature on the day. It's, it's really good to see these young combinations coming through in racing that's very true and uh, rob from a race caller's point of view the colors that the uh, ko um, team have are really good they're um, pink bright pink and and, and and quite bright blue with the ko logo in the middle you can't miss it it's a standout and as soon as you see those they, they instantly get planted in your brain i wish i wish there were a lot more standout colors like that purely <laughs> from a race calling point of view yeah tell us about Vanasta because this was a qualifier for the country cup challenge uh the Eidsvold cup and uh vanasta uh, of course part owned by brett moody who's going to be speaking to us later but the uh, a strong win there's a good feel paul i thought because the carpenter and palate had been in good winning form as well leading into this meeting well as you mentioned i think tony mentioned it leads to a two hundred thousand dollar final at doombin on the first of december so why wouldn't you want to be in it so yeah they, they came from near and far I've been calling it Eidsvold, oh, I don't know how many years, 20-something years, I suppose, and I can't ever recall a field of 12, a full field of 12 in their cup. But that was the case there, chasing the, uh, the good prize money and the uh, way to um, the path to Doombin. And, well, Vanessa's a seven-year-old mare. She's just been a model of consistency. Recent wins at Warwick and Gympie and, uh, and now this one at Eidsvold. Yeah, very far, very rarely far from the action. And that was the second of the double for KO Racing and um, Corey and Kylie Gearin. Of course, they had an earlier winner in the cutest, although it's not cutest registered, with Dream Seeker. Yeah, Dream Seeker was um, one of three runners on the day, or five races, one of three winners to jump from barrier one, and the other two jumped from uh, from eight, eight and nine. But yeah, Dream Seeker was um, a, a good, strong win. Pounced out of uh, pounced out of the gates from barrier number one and. And I never gave them a look in, really. Um, $2.30 favourite. Had run second at Toowoomba at its previous start. So that, uh, that form stacked up well for um, for the Gearans. Paul, I mentioned that Crystal Johnson had a double on the card with a couple of the Craigley horses. Craigley Atten taking out race two, the Class B, and Craigley Bandit in the 0-50 to 50 race four. Yeah, again, from a race caller's point of view, Tony, you love to see a Craig Lee because you know they're going to be blue with white uh, white with the blue <laughs> sash and the stripes, please. Although, as Tony McMahon probably doesn't need to be reminded, many years ago there were, what, eight or nine of them in a race yep. at Mackay with different coloured caps. But anyway, they spared me anything like that. But yeah, the Craig Lees raced on the pace and, uh, and were too strong for a, a double for Crystal. Yeah, I, I did Hannah Richardson out of one of her wins because uh, actually four winners on the day with that double there for uh, Crystal Johnson and, and she's been riding regularly 
for the Craig Lee team. Now, both of those horses, Paul, they both came off a Gladstone run last week. Uh, Craig Lee Bandit, the city-wise, off a third. It defeated Mr. Maharaja and Craig Lee Etna. Now, this is an agitate, and I think it's only the second winner by agitate that stands at Craig Lee. It won its maiden last week, and we all know it's not easy to step up to that Class B straight away. Yeah, it's not easy to go from sand to grass either. I mean, Oidsville is a grass mm. track, and it's... Uh, all up that region, that North Bernard has had a wonderful season uh, pretty well all this year. Just the right amount of rain and not only the racetrack, but all the all the properties are just thriving. And uh, so, you know, you went on the sand at Gladstone and then go to the uh, the turf, if you like, at, uh, at Eidsvold. Not uh, not easy to do that. In the first race, that Bernard to the Beach race, um, Liam Birchley had a runner, I dare say. It's a long time since such a high-profile trainer as Liam has had a runner at Eidsvold, but... Just to show that it's not easy to win anywhere, his horse, Bungaree Lad, uh, had to be content with second placing. I see that uh, Bernard's Beach Series, Paul, kicked off there at Eidsvold on the weekend. We're off to Gained this weekend uh, for the second leg. Then Cumbia on Melbourne Cup Day for their traditional uh, cup meeting. There'll be a Bernard Beach race there. Mount Perry on the 12th of November, then into December. Nanango on December 3rd, Esk on December 17th. And then we get a bit of a break before the series resumes in March 2023. Uh, March 4th at Gympie, Monto on the 25th of March. Uh, South Burnett Race Club at Wandai on Anzac Day next year. Burren Down for their picnic meeting and fingers crossed to all OK next year after being washed out in 2022. But Burren Down gets a Burnett to the Beach Series race on the 6th of May. And then it all wraps up on the 13th of May at Bundaberg. Great to see the series still kicking on, especially with the uh, owner, trainer and jockey bonus where there's a uh, $6,600 owner's bonus for the horse that accrues the most points in the races. The trainer gets uh, 3,300 and the jockey with the most points, 1,100. And it's 10 points for the winner, 8 for second, 7 for third, and all other finishers get a point. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it's it's great to add that little bit of extra interest to some of these uh, meetings and also highlight the zone. Oh, it's keenly sought after. I mean, a trainer gets 6,600 at the end of the uh, end of the uh, series back in, uh, in May next year. There's no actual final. It's just points all, all the way along mm. with added prize money. But, you know, $6,600 to uh, coin an old phrase will take you a long way in a bus. Yeah, very much yeah. so. So, yeah, Bob Murray, well, he's well out in front with the first and third place getter there and no better affair in comments. So that gets him 17 points already in the series. Uh, and, yeah, 10 points to uh, to Kelly Gates taking out the opening leg. So we'll be following that with interest, uh, as Rob always dubs me, the keeper of the points <laughs> all the way through that series into May next year. Now, I've got something to tell you, a couple, of, a good little story. One of the new sponsors, Eidsvale Rural, decided as well as sponsoring race four, they'd like to provide a prize for the last horse, the trainer of the last horse in every race. I mean, let's face it, where if, if you go somewhere, you're disappointed if you run last for whatever reason. So just a bit of an incentive, a little, little extra bonus. Anyway, the first race, Bob Murray won this. Bob's a local trainer there. In fact, he's the only trainer based in Eidsvale. Bob won the first race with no better affair, $3 favourite. The horse that ran last was Darcy Girl to Steve Handy from um, Hardy, sorry, from Warwick. So he got the little goodies. But then Bob Murray had the last horse in races two and three. So he won the first and then had two last and he walked <laughs> away with all the bickies. What do they say? It's a great level of racing. And uh, one moment you're in the Lord Mayor's limo, the next minute you're in the night cart at the end. I know there's another expression that goes that way. but That, that is very true. Now, I'd like to also, just before we go, by the way, the track was a good four after um, there was soft five in the morning, upgraded to a good four. President Lyle Murray told me he thought the crowd was around 700, and I reckon he was pretty right. I, I thought five to 700. Was down on last year, but last year 
as Lyle pointed out, was uh, we'd just come out of the lockdowns and, you know, people were, were keen to get out to the races, keen to go somewhere, keen to party. Well, that was last year. But anyway, the crowd was down a little bit, but it was still a... Uh, I think there's a lot of clubs would like to get 700 people to their uh, to their annual meeting. And uh, I just wanted to make a brief mention of two legends. Now, Lyle Murray's the president. Um, his father, Jack, uh, is age 93 and he still attends the races. And Jack attends to the uh, the gate leading the horses out onto the enclosure he opens the gate so the horses can go onto the track mm-hmm. he opens he closes the gate when they go to the barriers and he opens the gate to let them back in and jack's been doing that job for a while so he's probably setting a record the um <laughs> it's an honorary job but um, he, he's a marvel jack and just a bit of self-indulgence my my first race call back in 1973 was at gainder a horse called Jamaica Princess, and Jack trained her all those years ago. So Jack and I go back a fair way. And the other legend who was there was Lyle Apo. Many people will recall Lyle Apo, uh, jockey who grew up in Eidsvold and went on to make a name for himself. A lot of people say about Lyle, oh, he was just a bush jockey, but he did ride winners at Eagle Farm, Doom, but Ipswich, Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast, the major players. And his son, Bo Apo, who I guess better known as Bodine these days, Bodine or Bo Apo, he... Uh, he continues to ride well. But Lyle retired from race riding in May 2017. He now lives in Chinchilla, but he turned up at Eidsville on Saturday and it was great to see him. Great to have those legends there. And uh, talking of Gainder, are you back for your 49th year for the Cup next weekend? Yeah, I'll be there looking forward to it. Um, it's not their Cup, actually. It's uh, the Cup's in June. This, they have two meetings a year at Gainder. But oh, yes. yeah, they've got the, the Burnett to the Beach and the Country uh, country Challenge Race. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. I was I was going through the list this morning and yeah, I get my Cups and Stampede qualifiers a little mixed sometimes. So, yes, Gainder with the next of the Country Stampede qualifiers next weekend. As we mentioned, the Burnett to the Beach uh, series continues, uh, which means we'll catch you back next Tuesday to have a chat about the Gainder meeting on Bushbeat. Okay, look forward to it, Mike. Guys, thank you. <laughs> Good on you. Paul Dolan there looking back at what happened at Eisvold on the weekends. Uh, it was also Tara Cup Day on Saturday. On the side, they race now past the halfway in the cup. And the leader is Ghetto on the inside of Abroom Cappuccino now travelling much better through the second half of the race. He has the back of the leader, but it's one of the outsiders, so look out, doesn't come back in his lap. Here's Salazar circling on the outside, and Mock Lovell's going underneath it. So Salazar's not only had to miss the start of make-up five, has got to circle the entire field. The meantime, Abroom moved up on the outside and has taken the lead. Cappuccino back to the inside. Salazar's wide out under the arches and in between them is not liable. A great finish here, Abroy. Not liable. Cappuccino the inside. Not liable. Hands and heels grab the lead. Not liable takes the cup. A by a narrow margin over Cappuccino and a close up third was Abroy. The task was too big for Salazar. Brett Booty there with the call of last Saturday's Western Downs Regional Council Ken Dowling Memorial Tara Cup and not liable successful there for Soraya Champkin and Leonard Morn. Brett is joining us this morning on Bushbeat. Morning, Brett. Yes, good morning, uh, Tony. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, good morning, Brett. Um, congratulations on another great cup call, of course, there. But I tell you what, when you're the part owner of a horse and you're calling races on one track and your horse is running on another track and the timeline seemed to clash, I noticed race six at Tara on the day was 4.10 and the Eidsvold Cup was at 4.10. It becomes a little bit interesting trying to tune in, but congratulations on your part ownership or welcome back to the part ownership of horses with Vanasta and that strong win that we heard Paul Dolan talking about this morning. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, um, 
it was quite difficult actually because um yeah obviously uh similar to Tara there wasn't any uh, live feeds there so and actually we had a lot of trouble getting um um results even uh, so I was on the way home and the phone was dinging and actually uh, a great friend and um and uh, on this occasion uh an opposition owner in uh, Rob Picking who just had the bad news with uh, Salazar, as you heard there, she missed the start by five lengths, was probably 20 metres behind them when they got into full stride and to circle the entire field and missed out in the Tara Cup. Uh, but I wouldn't certainly be riding her off uh, as far as the Country Cup's challenge. He also had Bernie's Tiger in the Yardfile Cup and uh, all he knew that he missed the start, he was unplaced and then he was trying to ring back to get me the result of actually who won it. So, uh, yeah, so we got the uh, good news there. I just, um, of course, I'm only a very, very minor owner and I'm not sure that I'll hold too much sway when it comes to dishing out the tickets. So uh, I just hope my luck holds up that I uh, get a, get in the draw for the uh, tickets to, uh, to go to that... Uh, to the owners uh, and in the enclosure and everything that goes with uh, having a run in the Country Cups Challenge. It's all right, Brad. We know people. We'll uh, we'll, we'll make sure something happens. What you've <laughs> yes, got to work. I might have to call in a few favours uh, <laughs> if I miss out. What you've got to work on though now is getting Vanessa to qualify because I see at the moment, uh, as much as winning the Eisvold Cup, not eligible for the final with insufficient country starts. And this is the beauty of being qualified early or winning a qualifier. Now there's the opportunity for the Gearings to be able to find the right kind of races to target to get up the, the right amount of country starts then qualify for the final at Doombin in December. Yes, uh, we, of course, went through the... Because uh, it's been a long story with her, of course. She missed her run at, uh, at Rayama. Um, and then, of course, they put them off onto the Sunday, but she'd already been nine hours in the float. So um, they decided not to go back uh, that day. And, of course, Gunda Windy Cup was uh, on the agenda and that got washed out. So she had that run at the Dolby just to keep her ticking over. But, uh, yeah, with the uh, little uh, uh, changes in the qualifications, it's pretty good. Um, for her at least um, that you, at one stage you couldn't run in one of the qualifiers uh, until you'd had the five um, so obviously uh, the Roma Cup's on the agenda and uh, she'll probably have another run in between now and then so um, yeah that's a bonus certainly getting her qualified um, and yeah she'll, she'll need another run or two anyway um, Brett Young Kobe O'Brien's doing a great job getting teams of owners involved. Did he have to do too much talking to you to get you back into the ownership? I think I saw on social media it's been quite a few years since your last horse. Yeah, yeah, with kids and everything, we uh, sort of dropped off there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was about 10 or 15 years. But I just actually, he, he put it on Facebook uh, about this mare um, that he had and was one of the earlier ones that he was sort of upgrading uh, her and, I thought, I just saw her run second in a trial of Doom on the Tuesday. And, um, yeah, I looked, looked it up, and sure enough, there it was. She was in the Gollum stable, obviously, with the Huddy dispersal. And, um, yeah, that Saturday, I'd asked Gary, is that Gundawindi? And I said, has this mare turned up? And he said, yeah. He said, has she got all four legs? <laughs> and and uh, he said, yeah, she's, she's almost ready to go. And... Uh, so of course there was no for ten thousand dollars there was no uh, yeah no I didn't take much convincing there I've been waiting I had been waiting and waiting and I've missed a couple but uh, that I probably should have been in but yeah she was certainly worth the wait and, and like a fortnight after I'd um, you know signed the papers she she was beating the nose at uh, Toowoomba at her first run so we we're up and running straight away. 
I think you're going to have a lot of fun with Vanasta and uh, all the best to uh, Kobe and the crew there as you head towards the Country Cup Challenge Final in December. Going back to Tara on the weekend, uh, we heard Not Liable taking out the cup and Sarah Robbins with a, uh, a riding double on the day. Yeah, uh, Michael Morton, uh, he's been another one of these horses. He won the Medan Cup, of course, as Rob would know, back in Pugatella uh, uh, on Easter Monday, and that was his last win. It's just been another one of these horses that have been you know, dogged by uh, you know, um, the wet weather and have missing runs and running in unsuitable races. And um, you know, he's looking to get him out to the 1,400, and he, was on the, he wanted to just get the miles in his legs, though, which he'd struggled to do. And, of course, he backed up after the Tarim meeting on the Sunday, and it was a perfect timing, he, he believed. And, of course, he had a wide run at Tadaroom and only got beaten a couple of lengths. So he was uh, pretty confident, particularly with only the 52 that Soraya can ride. Um, she took the full uh, advantage there, and that proved the difference with Cappuccino uh, taking the full 61.5, and, and the margin was a long head at the finish. And that was obviously uh, the distance. But well done to uh, Soraya. She... Uh, um, kept him uh, balanced and uh, in a very close finish with the three of them there and of course uh, Cappuccino Jackie Crompton just uh, failing to win her dad's race for the third time it was the fourth running of the Kent Dowling Memorial uh, in conjunction with the uh, Tara Cup and of course she won the first two with uh, uh, Richford went back to back and uh, then a close uh, second there with the Cappuccino but he certainly lost, uh, lost no admirers there uh, what an iron mare that Abroy is, uh, start number 112. I think it was a 15th run this preparation. She had 28 runs last preparation. I think she had about uh, six weeks off and then she's back. She's up to 15 in this preparation. Uh, so you'd like to have uh, one like her. And Salazar, as I mentioned, uh, certainly uh, put the riding on the wall. She'll be, uh, I think, going to the Stanford Cup and then uh, and then the Roma Cup where she loves the Roma scene. So... Uh, I certainly wouldn't be writing her off. And as you mentioned, um, uh, Sarah's um, Robbins, uh, since she's come down from the north, um, yeah, she's uh, and uh, now teamed up with the Matt Crop Stable, uh, winning double there. So a strike rate this season is uh, around about the uh, 25% mark. Um, it was a great ride on uh, Pretty Piper from back in the field, just... Uh, uh, most of the f earlier races have been won on on speed and uh, she was able to plot apart and get to the outside on Pretty Piper. And uh, this was um, a mare that was bred by Mike Kelly. At, uh, they uh, sold her and Will Crop uh, took over and he's been mucking around with her as a first run uh, since Will uh, took her over. And uh, she finished very strongly. She, of course, is a full sister to Rosie Posey. So it's a good pick up there. Of course, uh, bred by uh, Mike and Val Kelly. And... Uh, uh, I'll just uh, touch on, um, and then she teamed up with uh, the uh, Matt Crop stable with Delaney's girl winning the last there, and uh, in similar fashion, uh, in, on this occasion she, uh, yeah, like she was a thief in the night, sneaking runs up on the inside, and just got to got through at the right time, and uh, literally a last bound victory. That was a short head by a half head in that last race, which was the uh, one by uh, Delaney's girl for Matt Crop. A benchmark 55, 1400 metres, and uh, you heard the cup there, a long head by a half neck. And uh, the previous race, there was only a length between the three place getters in the race, uh, the uh, Class B over the 1200, which was won by um, Pretty Piper. 
as I mentioned there. Uh, speaking of uh, owner breeders, uh, the day kicked off with the Jet Spinners win for Pat and Kelly Webster, uh, picking up the cutest added money. Now, Bubba Tilly uh, mentioned that they used to, um, they had the you know analogy. Obviously, it was the game of choice out uh, when he was based at St George with Pat, and he thought he'd, uh, Pat had used up all his, um, you know, his you know uh, reverse cards. He doesn't know where he plucked this one from, but he, he said he still had one stored in some orifice and uh, produced it to, to get Bubber out for one ride uh, to team up with this mayor, Jetsper mayor, um, Jet Spinner, with the cutest added stakes and, of course, uh, pride of place because she's uh, the, out of the, their flagship mayor that uh, Pat Kelly and uh, Dad Warren raced Olympia's Flame. She won 10 races. So, um, yeah, it was very special there. She's been uh, a little bit naughty in the barriers and they put the tongue tie on her and she just, uh, if there's one thing that Bubba is known for is getting horses out of the barriers and that's why he booked him. And uh, she was rocking backwards and forwards but he somehow always seems to manage to anticipate the start and, uh, yeah, she was three lengths in front after they'd gone 100 metres and the race was over from there. So well done to them picking up the cutest added stakes. And the um, Racing Queensland split the... Cutest maiden Peyton, also the cutest added stakes, and it went off in the second division as well with Shotgun Sam for Ducky Baker and Gary Gearan taking it out there. He's, of course, um, a half to Shotgun Sonny. He's won four races, and he was a runner-up at Dolby last start on Cup Day, so uh, he bought the form. He's actually, in his career, five starts to date, he went fifth, fourth, third, second, and yes, first. So um, well done to them, and it was a good effort to beat. He's a devil for Tony and Maddie Sears, so it was a good... Uh, standard race there uh, he probably would have made it interesting but he just uh, ducked in at a vital stage there and the uh, shotgun sam responded to gary Guerin and got the money and just as a sidelight the uh, club had worked a bit hard to um <coughs> uh, go out to the thousand and fifty to uh work on that shoot there so from a thousand back to a thousand and fifty so it was the first thousand and fifty race races and uh, Jet Spinner held on to the record, uh, so uh, they'll be able to put that on her page as well. She's so track record holder, uh, and uh, albeit uh, being the first 1,050, you don't have to uh, draw a picture or anything, just she's a track record holder, and she was able to hold on to it. There wasn't much between those two races. And just uh, wrapping up, uh, Boulay uh, was the other winner on the day. He won the benchmark 60-1200. He, of course, uh, was third in the... Uh, Country Stampede uh, qualifier there last year. Unfortunately, the club missed out on hosting a uh, Stampede qualifier this year. But uh, Boulay, and uh, as I mentioned, there was a short head by a half neck and another close finish, and they ran a track record. And these two horses, Oakfield Target, who was coming off that win at Tarum on Sunday, they just went head and head all the way. And for Lily Barr, uh, Boulay was able to get his uh, head out and coins raid, flew at them late for Sarah Robbins, just missing out on a treble there. So there was some great racing and... Uh, just very good facilities there at uh, Tara. They're always working on trying to increase the crowd. We're not sure what. It was a beautiful day. Six races. There were eight bookies. Um, and the club, uh, only a small band of uh, volunteers led by, um, of course, uh, um, Ken's other daughter in uh, Sharon Pomeranke and uh, Scott, who's the president there. Only a small band of volunteers, but they had uh, live entertainment and uh, fashions of the field and everything. But, yeah, they always struggled to get the crowd around the 200-250 mark, but it was always a great day at Tara. Nice wrap-up there from Cup Day on the weekend. Are you making the long trip out to Cunnamulla for the Cup Day coming up this Saturday? Yeah, weather permitting. Uh, doesn't look uh, 
Good at the moment. Of course, their last meeting was at June, and uh, I think that this will be their fifth attempt since then. And they haven't been able to get off the ground with any of them with the previous four. Uh, you know, taking on the extra charitable meetings as well. Um, but uh, yeah, they've been washed out, so they're due for a change of luck. But at the moment, they're in the uh, in the line of uh, sight of uh, the Bureau of Meteorology. But hopefully, uh, things change and uh, it goes around. Uh, Countryside's looking beautiful out there at the moment, I'm told. So looking forward to uh, getting out there for Cup Day. All right. Well, if they do go ahead, we might uh, have a chat with you next week about uh, Cunnamulla on the weekend. Thanks for joining us this morning. Look forward to it, boys. Good morning, all. Brett Moody reporting in from Tara Cup Day. We also had the Junder Cup last Saturday. There hasn't been much pace to report in the Junder Cup of 2022 as they make tracks towards the side and Burden still leads at the 400 metre mark from Gypsy Biker. Smooth move, just giving a bit of a rev up there as heroism drops off. Trommel Schlagen's going to turn in last, 2.25 to go. And your leader is Burden and it's got a kick. Under the whip is Smooth move going between runners and Gypsy Biker. Burden first clear. Here comes Gypsy Biker and also Smooth move with the Junder Cup's going to Blackhall. Burden bolts in, wins by three and a quarter leaps over Gypsy Biker, smooth move, seven away to Heroism and Trouble Schlagen whipped them in. Burden taking out the Junda Cup on the weekend for Emma Bell and Clinton Austin with the dulcet tones there of one Andrew Watts who's joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Morning, Wattsy. G'day, Tony. Good morning, Rob. And uh, it was beautiful conditions uh, down in Junda on Saturday for Cup Day, and they've turned it into a real carnival event uh, with the three days. They've got the bull ride on the uh, Friday night, lads. Uh, three horse events. They've got the, the barrels and uh, the, the horse racing and also the sprint races uh, Saturday, and they've got the sprint race final and the barrel, ra- ra- uh, barrel races on uh, Sunday. And, Rob, it's a, it's a meeting that they, they've really turned around. Uh, in the past few years. Exactly right, uh, Watsy, and of course Dan Pittman and the crew, young young group going forward, doing a great job and as we heard in the call, Burden back from a freshen up after a few disappointing runs, but interestingly he's led all the way like he did in the uh, Alpha Cup and it was black all across the board uh, in the, uh, the, the the three place getters for the race and of course Emma Bell and Robbie Farr uh, taking the honours for the day. Yeah, I made mention in the post-race interview to Emma Bell that she really pulled their pants down with Burden. Um, she was able to dictate a really slow speed. And uh, look at, looking at the race on paper, if you took the Burden of old into this race, he, he was an odds-on shot. And uh, Clinton Austin's done a wonderful job getting this horse back to its very best. Uh, to win by three and a quarter lengths over Gypsy Biker, who just whacked away for David Rewald and Amy Graham. And smooth mood, the odds-on favourite. Uh, had its chance, uh, just not strong enough for David Rewald and Robbie Farr. But uh, as you alluded to, Emma Bell had a, a day out, uh, winning the first race on Northern Water for Lisa McGee, uh, won by length and a half, basically leading throughout to be Bubble Bath uh, for Wayne Baker and Amy Graham, just falling short of riding her first winner there, Amy. And all sorted uh, in third for David and Robbie Farr in uh, third, beaten six and three quarter lengths in the maiden. And the third of Emma's treble came in the last on Dubai Moon for travelling trainer Frankie Stockdale, uh, a horse that's a ready-made distance horse, uh, as opposed to a lot of our gallopers out here that just have a throw at the stumps at the 1800. Uh, There was a, a bit of trouble at the first Ben, when Nixie Boy failed to take the turn and um, took Fandrell and Gonzo out. Now, uh, Ross Tilly uh, was thrown over the rail there. Now, I was talking to um, Ross's daughter Zola. He, she did get 
uh, transferred to Longreach Hospital um, and has got a couple of uh, breaks there, Ross. So we do wish him a speedy recovery. Recovery, But Jubai Moon uh, missed all that scrimmage and was able to balance up uh, turning for her home and uh, ran over the top of It's All K to win by two lengths. Uh, it's All K, Carmel Baker and Johnny Rudd. And Falave, uh, another galloper who relished the 1800 for John Patterson and A.E. Graham finished in third. But uh, Dubai Moon, the third of Emma Bell's three. And Robbie Farr rode the other two winners. Uh, Lazelle in race number two, backed up from that really nice win at Winton. Uh, led again throughout for David Rewald. That was the first of David's winning double as well. One by three quarters of a length. They have a gas man for William Pugsley and Sophie Wilcock. It'll be winning wherever it goes next. And uh, in third, hot chocolate for Charlie Prow and John Rudd, beaten five lengths. And uh, it was a race-to-race double for David Rewalt and Robbie Farr with surprise selection. Um, always make comment of how well David Rewalt places these horses when it gets to the benchmark system. That was win 10 for surprise selection um, in a benchmark 55. He does it so well. Uh, beat Arcade in the last sort of 100 metres got over the top for Boy Foster and Timmy Brummel. And the favourite Tokenagi man was in third for Ross Coveney and Sophie Wilcock beaten three, uh, two and three quarter lengths. But, uh, yeah, it was all about Emma Bell and uh, Robbie Farr, the jockeys, uh, Emma with a, a treble and Robbie with a double. And just a bit of news on David Rewald as well. Uh, we'll notice he's not riding his own horses at the moment, Rob. Uh, he has had a couple of issues with his leg and uh, speaking to David post-race, um, doubtful we'll see him in the saddle again this year. Yeah, he did an injury at Batuta on his ankle there, but uh, the team going extremely well, as you said, placing them well. And you've got a busy week coming up, of course, with the uh, TAB meeting coming up at Concurry on Friday. Yeah, and speaking to uh, club president Luke Daniels, very confident, um, of course, like everyone in Queensland, barring the the rain that's uh, forecast around the place. There was a couple of uh, differing reports around their track, but they are confident it will be okay. And what great nominations, uh, 89 nominations for the seven races there on Friday afternoon with TAB and Sky coverage. Uh, there's a heat of the country stampede and an interesting runner there, Kettleston, stepping out. Um, versus Halsey and House, a couple of interesting runners there. Uh, and in the Cup, um, no innuendo off that really good second uh, in the Longridge Cup, probably goes around favourite. I've got a bit of a watch on Doom, Rob, uh, the now nine-year-old with Tanya Parry. Uh, I think he won a Junder Cup last year, Rob. Yes, you're right, and a very promising galloper at that, and we'll be tuning in to uh, watch all that coverage on uh, Sky One, I take it, uh, Tony, and uh, what's he on Friday? Yes, uh, showcasing outback racing on uh, Sky Thoroughbred Central and Radio Tab as well with that program coming up on Friday. Good on you, Watsy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, lads. Rob, time on the wing, so we better uh, rush through to the end of the show. Gordon Vale of Richmond also raced on the weekend. Yeah, well, I'll start with Richmond, of course, where Tanya Perry uh, had the double on the day, as you'd expect up there in the northwest. The team going well, and she got the cutest money with Keep On Loving You with Keith Ballard and the benchmark 60. She also got the win with Denisha Smith of shooting for Kate, uh, her first run for the stable uh, for that galloper in the maiden. Uh, Sean Roy's a winner with Madonna Falls. It's uh, having its first run for the stable, uh, ridden by Tyler Leslie. It was with Billy Johnson. It took the win in the class one. Um, I'll leave the best to last in a sense for this meeting. <coughs> Count Michelin for Kerry Crow and Jason Babarovich had the Class B win 
over 1,200 uh, with Meteorano and Riverside Blues in the placings, and that one's in good form. Two wins, two seconds, it's last five. And Robert Kirkwood and Jeff Felix with Sansi Rose. I uh, know Sally Kirkwood would have been cheering. Uh, the five-year-old mare, Golden Archer, won it three in a row now. Cairns, Ewan and Richmond, a mare in great form uh, for the team there, defeating Latin Days and Finesse Tess. And, of course, up there at Gordon Vale, a beautiful track up there at Gordon Vale, the Gordon Vale Cup, taken out by Fast Train, which is now moving closer to qualification for the Country Cups, having uh, won its uh, heat at the last race. It's now won Innisfail, Atherton, Gordon Vale Cup since August. Congratulations, Janelle Ryan, Shane Pawsey back in the saddle with the win over Southern Swing and New King. Uh, Ralph Baker commenced proceedings there, the local trained Snapchat for Graham Cleesey in the Maiden Plate. Bella Dell took the cutest money, as did Denise's Pride running second, and Cajito in third. That Bella Spree for Ralph Baker and Scott Sheargold. And that was the first of Scott Sheargold's double because he combined with the second of Charlie Hoffman's double with Eagle Eye Star, another golden archer getting a win. And Charlie had earlier combined with Bonnie Thompson with Star Philly in the open handicap, a star witness defeating Kadanska now, Chiquila and apologies for that little bit of a rush through those couple for a feature meeting at Gordon Vale where they turned out in droves and I'm sure uh, the new uh, CEO of uh, Cairns, Cameron Richards would have been back on his home track enjoying a day out. And happy birthday to his dad Gary celebrating a birthday today. Now following on it from the... It really would have been a good day <laughs> out. They I would have had a Tony. great weekend. Uh, following <laughs> on from that tab meeting we were talking about with Watsy Cloncurry on Friday which is a leg of the Country Cup's qualifier series with the Cloncurry Cup and a Stampede qualifier as well. Saturday tab racing at Warwick for Warwick Cup and Newmarket. Atherton race on Saturday, as do Bowen for their cup meeting. Cunnamulla Cup Day, as we mentioned with Brett. The Emerald 100 is another of the Country Cup's challenge qualifiers at the Emerald Jockey Club at Pioneer Park on Saturday. Country Stampede qualifier at Gainder, as we mentioned with Paul, as well as the Burn at the Beach race. And it's Munnaburra Cup Day coming up on Saturday as well where I'll be heading and hopefully the weather holds for that meeting. We're 48 nominations and I do believe you should be off to Emerald for another Emerald 100, Tony. Oh, I should be, but I won't be. You won't be. <laughs> no. But not. we will tune in for all those results over the weekend. Email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au with any great stories. Back next week to report on Bushbeat. Good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. And thank you to Rob Luck, Paul Dolan, Brett Moody and Andrew Watts for joining us on Bushbeat this week. We'll be back next Tuesday to wrap up all of the country news for you once again here on Radio Tab.